founded Hover after serving in the military, now serving tens of thousands of contractors. They simply take pictures of houses or things they're doing, repairs or painting or roofing on, and they, using you know, really incredible technology they've put together, create a 3D model, which unlocks all kinds of value. They charge anywhere between 40 and kind of $60 per scan, have a big long tail, but also big corporate accounts as well. 115 people on the team, $42 million raised, obviously burning capital to drive growth, hoping to stay at, you know, three or four X year over year growth. And, you know, wouldn't be surprised if he hits 50 million bucks this year in revenue. We'll see what happens. Hello, everyone. My guest today is AJ Altman. He's the founder and CEO of Hover, a mobile app that is transforming home ownership by creating 3D home models from smartphone photos. Prior to founding the company, he was an engineer at Intel Corporation and served as an infantry officer in the United States Marine Corps. AJ, are you ready to take us to the top? Hi, Nathan. Yes. All right. Sounds great. Thanks for the time. You bet. All right. So tell us about this company, Hover. Uh, what's the First off, what do you guys do? And then what's your revenue model? Is it a pure play SaaS company? Uh, yes. Yeah, so not, not quite, uh, what we do, you know, in the boring way of saying it is we generate, generate property data. Um, I think that the interesting way of saying it and what's truly unique about it, there are two things. Um, one, you know, in a simple way, uh, you pull out a smartphone with our app and you take a few photos of your home or any building object. And within about an hour, you have a complete structured 3d data set of, of that building on your phone or in the cloud. Um, so cool technology, we use computer vision and deep learning to do that. Uh, to turn grids of 2D pixels into structured 3D. Um, why is that interesting? Well, because effectively what it does is it unlocks the 100 to $200 billion exterior property services business that no one's ever been able to sell online, right? It effectively allows us to create ways to sell products that go on buildings online for the first time ever. You're talking whether it's shingles or type How of brick paid, or, vin- um, or vinyl, that's right. Yeah. Uh, any exterior property service or product. So when you think products, yes, it'd be siding, roofing, paint, windows, um, gutters, sh- uh, uh, shutters, um, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, when you think services, well, the biggest service that goes effectively on a property is, is your insurance policy. Right. So similarly, if you want to scope the work that goes into applying a policy to a specific home, you need a bunch of data about it. And that's what we generate. So um, how do we get paid? That was your second question. Um, We get paid transactionally today. We effectively, every time we generate that data set, that data package for our professional customer, someone who's working on a building or selling a service or product to that building, they pay us some flat fee of um, typically in the vicinity of 40 or $50. Walk me through who that actual customer is. is. Is it the homeowner or Home Depot trying to sell paint? Like who is it actually? Yeah, today it's it's not so much the homeowner. We do have a small number of DIY homeowners that um, that that segment is growing rapidly. But the lion's share of our customer base and nearly all of our paying customers are are contractors. They're people who are selling those products on and, and hence the service of labor onto that home for the homeowner at the kitchen table. So you sit down as a homeowner and you're buying a new exterior project and a contractor who uses Hover will open up their laptop and show you a 3D model of your home that we generated. They'll spin it around. They'll, they'll work through the design interactively with you on the, on the laptop in front of you and, and put those new products on your home and show you what it would look like and then quickly get to a quote that's based upon the measurement data that we generate. So each time that that, 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 home, that, that contractor, let's say a, you know, a painter, right, is doing that scan, they're paying essentially 40 bucks to you each time. That's correct. Interesting. Um, how do you 
plan in terms of your own expenses related to team or, you know, the next dev cycle when these are, these are kind of a per scan basis or are they pretty predictable? They do grow over time and you can count on them. Yes, they're actually shockingly predictable. Um, uh, this is a giant market. We've touched a small percentage of it, but uh, we not only have customers who, when they join us, they never leave. Um, nearly anyone who joins our product and starts to generate this data on a, you know, once they've done it two or three times, they are not leaving this product. But AJ, they sorry, what does that mean? What does that mean? Never leave. They use it once. They pay to use it once. So what do you? How do you measure never leave? They. They never return to a tape measure, right? They never stop using our, our solution in their sales cycle. And so you can look at the predictability of our solution in the context of the exterior, the exterior uh, home improvement segment. And if there are a couple of hundred thousand contracting companies in America and we start to convert them and using our platform every day at the kitchen table, they not only don't leave our platform and go back to a tape measure and doing it by hand, but they, they continue to grow their usage into their total book of business, right? So they start by using this as a one-off. They try us on one property and then they realize it really helps them with their measurements. And then pretty quickly they realize, oh, wow, homeowners actually are more likely to buy from me if, they, if I use this presentation and use this 3D model in front of them. And then before you know it, they're using us on every single lead that they run. And can you give me a sense today in terms of maybe volume you're working with? So, you know, in a given month, maybe last month, how many total scans are you processing? Yeah, so we're not public about either the the number of transactions or the or the revenue. Um, I can tell you we've grown 4x year over year over year, but I, I, we, we haven't exposed actual uh, actual numbers there. I can tell you how many um, how many r- roughly how many estimates happen across North America every year for these types of projects is between 20 and 30 million. Uh, that you said that's per year, just North America. That's correct. Okay, for exterior projects only. Okay, great. Uh, put this on a timeline for me. When did you launch the company? What year? We launched the company in March of 2011, but we launched this product. It took us almost three and a half years to get this product in the market. So we launched this product at the end of 2015. So we've had now three full seasons of the product in the market: 16, 17, and 18. How did you fund yourself for the first three years when you were developing, or first four years? Uh, well, we actually, the first product we sold was, we sold to DOD, Department of Defense. Um, I don't know if you saw my, well, you, you did, you, you mentioned it earlier. So I, I had a brief hiatus from being a software guy um, in the Marine Corps as an infantry officer. And uh, when I returned from that experience back to the Bay here, um, told everyone I knew I was curious to join a small team or, or join someone trying to build a new product and be a part of that. And met a couple of engineers that introduced me to photogrammetry or I guess what you call state-of-the-art 3D reconstruction at the time. And um, that was the first case that was evident to me. You know, it was evident to me that this would be a very powerful solution for folks trying to get a sense of a place remotely um, before they're about to, you know, to enter a dangerous situation. So we bootstrapped the company off of revenues through that first product, as well as, of course, um, seed. And that was and just then, to be clear, that was a DOD um, contract, early basically. Venture. It was a number of DOD contracts. Um, yes, a number of, number of deals we did um, to selling software to help help uh, the U.S. government um, in, in, in tough places. It, just to be trying to really make this ring home for my audience, this might be, obviously, it's very dangerous to go up to the Osama Bin Laden compound, but if they had images of it, it makes it easier to recreate what that might look like for SEAL training or things like that. Certainly. Uh, you know, what, what we generate today is a scaled, accurate digital version of that physical building in the real world. So you can imagine how that's useful for contractors. But of course, it's 
it's useful for people dealing with buildings and other scenarios as well. Sure. Yeah. So you've raised obviously additional capital since then. What's total capital into the company to date? Uh, again, we haven't disclosed the total amount raised. Um, we we uh, closed our Series B last December. Um, you can see that publicly. It's a $25 million round led by GV. Yeah. Um, what, what do you mean you don't, don't disclose it? I mean, most of the stuff you have to file with the SEC publicly, it says you raised about $42 million. Is that accurate? Uh, it's it's not too far off, but it's not accurate. Okay. What, um, how would you be able to raise where you don't have to do things, you know, file with the SEC and make that public? Yeah. I mean, look, you, you can look online and see what uh, various third parties will say we've, we've raised, but yeah, I, I can just tell you, you know, you, you can see that last round was a, a series B of 25 million. Yeah. No, no. The re- look, the reason I'm asking, I mean, these are, these are not third parties. These are government forms that you file. I'm just, if you've, if you found a way to be able to raise capital without having to disclose it via the government forms, that's valuable for my audience. So is there something you're doing that allows you to bring additional capital without reporting it? Certainly not. Okay. Got it. I want to make sure there wasn't something. So why would that number not be accurate if we're just adding up the government forms? Uh, I, I guess I'd have to look at the forms that you're adding up, but um, What's the, the, the number is filings. So uh, understood. I, I, I guess I, I can't speak to what numbers, what, what data you're looking at specifically. Um, I know we, we certainly file the way we, the way, the way is appropriate. Um, but the, I can just say the number isn't 42. Um, I, I don't know where the discrepancy is coming from because I can't, I don't, I haven't seen, I guess, what you're looking at, but. Fair enough. No problem. Let's move on. Um, talk to me more about how you've scaled the team. So obviously you got paired up with these three engineers. Now, were you, obviously your CEO today, were you brought in really as a co-founder as you guys pivoted away from just DOD contracts? Uh, no. So I, I was, you know, a part of the founding of Hover. This, the, the engineers I met was prior to Hover. You know, they, um, the, one of those engineers along with myself start, uh, were the first two employees as we founded Hover. Okay. About a year, year after I met them. And what's the team look like today, AJ? How many folks? So yeah, how did, how, yeah. So the team, we just crossed 115 employees. Uh, we went from 50 to 110 in the last 12 months. So we're, we're growing rapidly. Uh, but yes, um, you know, the, the number was, the number was in the twenties the year before that. So we've, we've doubled and doubled and we're looking at about another doubling again this year. Yeah. Well, look, and, and by the way, team growth is great, but I always hesitate to let people brag about team growth because really that just means more expenses, right? So help me understand how you're making, what kinds of hires are you making to make sure it correlates back to revenue growth? Yeah, certainly. Um, bragging about being able to spend money. A lot of people can do that, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Talk <laughs> um, to me about your hiring strategy. Yeah. So, well, look, it, it, as you know, it's tough. Um, we're competing against, uh, frankly, the five or six companies vying for world domination <laughs> in the areas of deep learning and computer vision. And those companies all have a, have a very, thankfully have a different story to tell than we do. Uh, we, uh, we believe we have a center of excellence around those two disciplines, particularly in 3D reconstruction that is, is as good as there is on the planet. We think we're, do, we, we know we're doing things here that others aren't doing. Um, and so we have that story to tell about, Hey, come here and, and, and take research and, and turn it into to code that ships to as you said, make money, literally make money in the core product. Uh, but also, um, you know, when you're competing against a Google, um, Google has a lot of things that we can't bring to the table, but we have one thing they can't, which is we're not Google. Um, and so it takes a unique type of person, but we're looking for people who not only want to work on problems that have never been solved before that turn into products that get shipped and drive revenue around the core product, but, um, 
for a company that hasn't already been there, that, that, that isn't the company and, 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 and want to be a part of, of like creating the, the next company that, that does something special in this realm. So that's sort of our, our strength in, in, the, in those areas, deep learning and computer vision. But as you can imagine, again, like the, the, the volume that we're starting to hit, of course, all of those platform and infrastructure challenges that come from scaling uh, come into play here with you know, front end, full stack, back end development. Um, the data set that we're building, of course, is um, is large and um, um, processing and t- as compared to most products that are moving toward consumer and the kind of consumer scale we're touching, the amount of processing that happens transactionally for us is, is you know, quite, quite intensive. So a lot of cool problems here from a technical perspective. Uh, it's never been our, our challenge. Um, we've been under the radar for the last two years in part by intention. Uh, but you know, of course, at this level of scale, we we need to start to tell a little more of our story, and um, and people, we find engineers get really excited about it. Yeah, no, it makes I think it makes sense why they'd get excited about it. Can you give me a sense? So you said most of your customers are contractors. Can you give me kind of order of magnitude how many kinds of contractors you're working with today? How many? How many? Kinds of contractors? Yeah, some order of magnitude. So are we talking hundreds of contractors, thousands, tens of thousands, millions? Uh, yeah, you're talking about, um, uh, again, uh, uh, hundreds of thousands of contracting companies in the country, and we're, we're dealing with tens of thousands of them today. Okay. So you still, so you would put, I mean, you can, you really back into your market share at this point. What would you put your market share at right now? Nathan, I'm sorry. No problem. You know there's a def- definite amount of contractors in, say, North America. You also know how many are working with you. What would you, what do you put your market share at today? Oh, a uh, single digit percentage. Okay, so plenty. You have to single say that, digit. right? It means plenty of room for growth. Absolutely. When you yes. were when uh, you were negotiating the so last we, round, did we, you? Sorry, when you were negotiating the last round, and uh, were you obviously valuations on SaaS companies are higher because the re- revenue is more predictable? Uh, I could see investors pushing back and going, "Hey, but this isn't really a this this is less predictable. It's transaction based." How did you kind of fight that in any kind of valuation conversations? Yeah, well, the the, the beauty is the data shows it, right? Uh, the beauty shows that it, it's it's quite predictable that uh, that it is um, recurring. Uh, you know. I, I haven't seen Uber's data specifically, but I could imagine in a similar corollary way, um, they're able to show at scale that customers join them and there's a thing called negative churn that's happening that is uh, is becomes relatively predictable within a band. And we see the same thing with thousands of companies, then tens of thousands of companies with um, many employees per company that uh, join us and then just increase their usage over time, which we can model out. Mm-hmm. And is this, uh, the reason I'm asking is because I'm trying to get a sense if you're selling directly to the individual small business paint contractor in some suburb of you know Ohio, or if you're selling to a massive amount, kind of one-to-many approach where you'd be leveraging an inside sales team, selling multi-seat kind of plans, which one is it more? Where's most of your growth coming from? Yes, uh, we, yeah, so, so I'm sorry, you're cutting out, so I hope I'm not, but I'll, I'll just continue. Uh, so the answer is both. The answer is we have a very long tail of uh, small SMBs who have um, maybe a couple of employees who do uh, 10 or 20 roofs a year, right? They've replaced 10 or 20 roofs on buildings a year. Um, and there's a very long tail of those customers who find us purely uh, organically and are self-service and find our product and download our app put their credit card on and, and start using our product without us ever touching them. But then of course there, there is uh, a, 
a subset of very large contracting corporations in the country who maybe have a few hundred salespeople and they're multi-regional. They have uh, they have four or five offices across a couple of metros and they might do a couple of hundred million dollars a year in exterior projects. And in those cases, of course, those opportunities are large enough that we have a, a direct sales model and um, we engage those larger customers to uh, help educate and, and train their workforce and help them understand the value of what we do. What is a leading indicator for you guys when you're looking at your cohort data that a customer is potentially at risk for shrinking or using you less? Everyone has some kind of shrinkage. I'm curious how you identify that. Is it just number of scans per month? Yes. Um, the the amount of quote unquote like shrinkage of, you know, a customer that becomes quote, uh, for, from our view active, right? They're doing, they're doing one to three hover per month is nearly zero. It's very small. For us, the, the true indicator is just um, a, 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 um, a when, when a customer, much more common in that one, that the, those first three hovers in their life, they drop off, right? Because of a lack of understanding of say what our product can do for them, or maybe they had a, a bad onboarding experience. You know, we're, we're continually removing friction from that process. Or maybe they uh, have confusion about the data that, that we need from them to collect to, uh, to generate our output. And so that onboarding funnel is a challenge because unlike, say, Instagram or, or any other sort of easy to download experience where one creates an account and is off to the races, in our case, step one is, excuse me, step two is after you've downloaded and created an account is put your shoes on and go outside and take some photos of your house which as you can imagine is a big point friction frequently that's not possible frequently someone thinks of us at work and they're not able to go outside or they're on their couch and they don't want to get up and go outside and so that portion of our funnel has quite a pinch on it um, thankfully again um, the, the data shows that there's an extreme pain point because those folks usually do come back very good last few questions here aj before we wrap up um you know there it's a nice point to be in where your annual revenues are greater than what you've raised. It gives any entrepreneur significant leverage there. Do you have 50 million in sites here in 2019, or do you think you need another year to grow into that? Uh, it's possible. Yeah. Like possible. comfortable possible or, or stretch uncomfortable goal possible? <laughs> uh, honestly, at 4X year over year over year, it, it becomes very hard to, to even answer your question. Um, and, and that's the truth. Like, uh, I won't be surprised if we beat that number, but I frankly won't be surprised if we're short on it, but yes, certainly you're in the right order of magnitude in terms of growth. I know you're trying to pin that down, but you're certainly, you're in, it's a viable number. Yeah, no, it's good. It's, it's, and thanks by the way, for answering the question, uh, forexing every year eventually becomes not possible when you get to a certain size, you're quickly, I think, approaching that size, right? I mean, we can kind of back into a minimum. You won't like me doing this, but I'm going to do it for my audience, right? If, if you've got, you so you know, you know, in the tens of thousands of customers and you said your long tail are ones doing call it 20 roofs a year, right? And you're doing 40 bucks a scan. So say two scans, two roofs a month, right? At 40 bucks a scan, that's 80 bucks a month there, at least 10,000. That puts you at around 800 grand a month minimum. I assume you're way bigger than this minimum at that point, right? So if you're going to, that's 12 million bucks a year. If you're going to forex that year over year, that puts you obviously in the range where you start, you know, getting close to that. $50 million mark. It's a, it's a, it's a great Boston consulting group exercise. <laughs> yes. Why do you call it a Boston consulting group exercise? These are minimums you gave me. No, no. I mean, 
just because it's a traditional way of of yeah, whiteboarding these things. Yeah, I, I, I get it. Your 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 logic makes sense. Yeah, a, a, very good. And then last question on the hiring. Oh, you said you've, you've gone from fifty to one hundred fifteen people. Are most of these people kind of inside sales reps going after larger accounts, or are they more engineers working on additional things to patent and productize? Yeah, the largest group is uh, is R and D. Yeah, very good. All right, let's wrap up with the famous five quick answers here. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Oh, geez. Uh, um, I don't read business books much. Um, favorite book, probably good to great. Um, John, uh, just, I guess, because the book is about how teams win, you know, team, team always wins. Uh, and, and I guess that's the only book I can think of. That's like a quote unquote business book (laughs) that really stuck with me. (laughs) Number two, AJ, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, well, Elon Musk is in the news a lot. Um, I I don't wouldn't say I follow him, but I certainly appreciate the fact that he, uh, he's a very purpose driven guy. Obviously, I appreciate that. Number three, what billing tool are you using? I'm sorry, what what, what are we using? What billing tool do you guys use to process all these payments? Uh, Stripe. Oh, you're all on Stripe. Okay, wow, that's great. Uh, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, six to eight. Okay, not bad. And what's your situation? Married, single, kiddos. Uh, single, no kids. Yeah, that's great. It's total, total free time to go on on the business. And how old are you? Uh, 41 today. Four, oh, today's your birthday. Yes. That's great. Happy birthday. All right. Last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Uh, I, I guess I wish he'd known he should have trusted himself a little more. <laughs> Guys, trust yourself more. Again, founded Hover after serving in the military, now serving tens of thousands of contractors. They simply take pictures of houses or things they're doing, repairs or painting or roofing on, and they, using you know really incredible technology they've put together, create a 3D model, which unlocks all kinds of value. They charge anywhere between 40 and kind of $60 per scan, have a big long tail, but also big corporate accounts as well. 115 people on the team, $42 million raised, obviously burning capital to drive growth, hoping to stay at you know three or four X year over year growth. And you know, wouldn't be surprised if he hits 50 million bucks this year in revenue. We'll see what happens. AJ, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you. Appreciate the time.